Well, meron po tayong unfinished business. Kailangan natin itong tapusin. Kahit kasi ito po ay basic. I mean, how can we even intensify the, the basic if we don't even know what the basics are? I mean, paano mo mapapaigting, paano mo mapapalakas ang basic, ang fundamental, ang elementary, ang simple, kung hindi mo alam kung ano ang simple, kung ano ang basic. So, I would like us to go back again to Hebrews chapter 6, and we'll be reading from verse 1 to 3. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying aside, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Now, malinaw dito ang sinabi ni Apo, I mean, many people believe that the, the book of Hebrews was written by the Apostle Paul, but some other people are doubting. And so they, they said anonymous, or they don't, they don't identify. But the writer of the book of Hebrews reveals to us about the basics. Now, of course, if you have known the basic, kung alam, may, may alam ka na, natunghayan mo na, may pag-unawa ka na sa basic, ang sabi ni Apostle Pablo, don't stop there. Huwag kang manatili dyan. Ang ginamit niya dito, move on to perfection. Gumalaw ka patungo sa pagiging dalisay, pagiging ganap. Which is, ang tinutukoy dito na perfection ni Apostle Pablo ay kung saan ang buhay natin ay lumalago. Sabihin niyo po, lumalago. Kung kaya niyo pong tapikin yung katabi mo, sabihin niyo, lumalago. Abot niyo? Ay, wala kayong social distancing kung naabot niyo. Okay, praise the Lord. So, ibig sabihin, kahit man kung alam mo na ang mga basics, hindi pa rin maganda na nananatili ka pa rin doon. I mean, karamihan sa atin kasi gusto natin lumago pagdating sa kapirahan. Pero ayaw natin lumago sa kung papano hinahandle ang kapirahan. That's why, I mean, na-bless tayo, ang, ang, ang blessing natin pagdating sa panalap, pananalapi ay parang nananalo lamang tayo sa luto. Dumaming pera, biglang daming pera, pero pagkalipas ng tatlong taon, Mas mahirap, kaysa, mas mahirap ka pa kaysa nung bago ka pa nakaangkin ng pera. Hindi po yun ang kalooban ng pera dahil ang, ang buhay ng tao ay hindi po sugal. Ang buhay ng tao is not by chance. Ang buhay po ng tao ay by choice. So if you live, if you, if you live to choose your life that way, then bless ka ngayon, pero paglipas ng ilang araw, paglipas ng ilang linggo, paglipas ng ilang buwan, paglipas ng ilang taon, Wala na naman. If the Word of God is telling us to move on to perfection, that means ang direksyon na tinatahak ng buhay natin ay walang iba kundi ang pag-angat, pag-inhawa, pag-unlad. The Bible also speaks about we are being changed from glory to glory. Ibig sabihin, anumang glory nandoon ka ngayon ay hindi pwedeng manatili ka dyan, kundi kailangan mong umangat sa mas mataas na antas ng kaluwalhatian. At mas lalong hindi ka dapat umuurong at bumabalik kung saan ka nang galing. 
We go from glory to glory. We go from faith to faith. We go from grace to grace. We go from righteousness to righteousness. So kung hinahangaan ka na sa kabanalan na mayroon ka nung tatlong taon na nakalipas, mas lalong dapat na nahinahangaan ka ngayon dahil mas banal ka pa ngayon kaysa dati. And some people believe that there's no way. Hindi, wala na po akong ikababanal pa. Wala na akong ika, ika, ikatutuwid pa. Na, naibuhos ko na at naibigay ko na lahat. No, I don't think so. Because none of us will actually arrive that perfection na ibang ibig sabihin na perfection na walang ibang perfection kundi kaya parehas ng Panginoon. But as long as we live, we have to, we have to ta, kailangan natin tahakin ang daan hindi po patungo sa perfection kundi it, I mean, perfection is not a destination, but rather it's a journey. So, ibig sabihin, habang ikaw ay nabubuhay, nais mong mabago, at sa pagbabago na mayroon sa buhay mo, ito'y pagbabago para sa kaayusan. It's, it's a change for the better, not change for the worse. Kasi if you go from glory to glory, you don't go from better to worse. You go from glory to glory, you go from good to better, and then from better to best. And of course, makakamit lamang natin ang best when makita na natin si Jesus face to face. Now, so, the reason why we are taking the time to know these principles, to know these elementary principles, to know this basic, because you don't know what you're even supposed to leave behind, and you don't know even the direction where you are walking in perfection. Hindi mo malalaman. I mean, mayroon kang nakikitang pagbabago sa buhay mo. Pero kung mayroong mga sitwasyon na hindi mo inaasahan, nangyayari na hindi mo inaasahan, ay para bagang bumabalik ka rin din sa dati. So ibig sabihin, you have not moved. Hindi ka gumalaw, hindi ka umusad. Kasi ang buhay natin ay dinisinyo ng Panginoon na umusad. Hindi lamang po ang ating kapirahan. I mean, that's why kung mayroon mang unang bahagi ng ating buhay na pinagpapala ng Panginoon, ito ay ang ating walk with Him. And all the other blessings should only follow. I mean, take note. When God spoke about He's going to bless you and the blessing will come upon you, all blessings will come upon you, and the blessing will overtake you, He's talking about you are pursuing God first and not His blessing. Ang habol mo ay ang Panginoon, hindi ang Kanyang pagpapala. Dahil pagkahinahabol mo ang Panginoon, anumang mga pagpapala mayroon ang Panginoon, ang Siyang maghahabol sa iyo. I mean, I, I just heard very recently, I mean, when I heard this testimony, I was thinking, I hope it was my testimony. I hope, I wish it was, it was my testimony. But the reason why, I'll be sharing it with you because if it can happen to a brother, it can happen to anyone. If it can happen, if something happens to someone, it can happen to everyone. And so, the testimony is about a guy, a family man, who desire nothing but to become a blessing. Although alam natin, you can never become a blessing if you yourself is not blessed. Diba? Hello? 
Because you cannot give anything you do not have. But you cannot say, I don't have. Hindi mo rin pwedeng sabihin, wala ka. Because the Apostle Paul says in the book of Corinthians, kung mayroon kang Kristo, nasa sayo ang lahat. And that's why it's not proper para sa isang Kristiyano na magsasabing, wala kasi akong may bigay. Wala kasi ako. Because the Bible says, if you have Christ, you have all things. Kaya mo sinabi, wala ka kasi may bigay dahil tinitingnan mong binibigay ng iba. At nais mong malagpasan, mas malaki ang yung binigay kaysa kanila. O di kaya tinitingnan mong binibigay ng iba, nakita mo na mas malaki, nanliliit ka, so ayaw mo nalang magbigay. Yung nasa sa'yo ay mas maliit. Well, hindi natin pwedeng gamitin na sukatan sa pagbibigay ang binibigay ng ibang tao. Dahil wala pong tao na nabubuhay sa buong mundo na mayroong parihas. Kung anong mayroong isa, mayroon din ang iba. I don't know, I could not remember, although hindi ko naman ito sinusubaybay yan, pero I could not remember na mayroong nagtay na pinakamayamang tao sa buong mundo. Nagtay si Elon Musk at saka si Jeff Bezos. Naparihas ang kanilang yaman. Ayawang ko kung, kung kayo ay sumusubaybay dyan. Maring mali ako, pero I, I haven't seen. Sa Pilipinas, nung nabubuhay pa si Henry C., ilang taon niyang hinawakan ang pin, na pinakamayamang sabihin ko bang Pilipino? <laughs> Or pinakamayaman na nasa Pilipinas? <laughs> I don't know if he had changed his nationality. So, ilang taon niyang hinawakan, walang pumantay sa kanya. Walang, hindi nagtay, hindi, nagpat, hindi nagtabla, hindi nagpatas. At ngayon, wala na ang kanyang, wala na siya, supposedly, ang kanyang anak ang dapat magpapantay. Si Henry Jr., si Tess, sinong Tess? Adrenal? Adrenal, asan ka? Anya ka? Si Tess, I mean, kapantay ni Jr., kapantay ni Hans, kapantay, I mean, anim na mga anak, supposedly magkakapantay. Well, alam mo, magkakapantay yun the moment Henry C. died. I mean, even, even when Henry C. died. But right after that, paglipas na isang taon, they are no longer the same. You know why? Because they have their own, meron na silang kanya-kanyang hinahawakan na yaman. At kung sila ay talagang tapat sa Panginoon, kung sila ay Kristiyano, dapat nalagpasan nila at mas malaki na sila, mas malaki na sa kanila kaysa iba. So, ang goal ng ating buhay ay hindi tayo maging blessed ng katulad ng kahit sino man. We don't want to be blessed just like anybody else in the world is blessed. Gusto natin na ang sukatan ng ating pagiging blessed ay kung ano ang gusto ng Panginoon at kung paano tayo ng Panginoon gusto maging blessed. Hello? Na mayroong mga anak ang gusto nilang sukatan na maging ng blessing ay ang kanilang mga magulang. Wala namang masama, ang magulang ay matutuwa dyan. Pero every, every, every sons and daughters of any parents should desire to be more blessed than their parents. Like every parent should desire that their children would become more blessed than them. 
Amen. Bakit tayo napunta doon? Can anybody think why? Ba't tayo napunta doon? Yeah, the testimony ng, ng mama. And so he desired to be a blessing. And he really was living a life of being, being a blessing. But this time, he does not just want to bless the people who are in need. Hindi na niya, hindi na niya gusto nga ang, ang pagiging pagpapahala niya ay palaging sa mga taong mas mahirap kaysa kanya. How many of you know you can be a blessing even to those whom you think are more richer than you are? I mean, the Bible tells us to help the poor, to feed the poor, to lend to the poor. Because when you lend to the poor, you are, you're lending to the Lord. When you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. But that's just one side of the spectrum in our giving. I mean, there, mayroong, mayroong kaukulang pagpapala pagka tinutulungan ng mahirap. Nagbibigay ka sa mahirap. Pero walang kaparehas na pagpapala kung ang pinagpapala mo ay mas mayaman kaysa sa'yo, mas pinagpala kaysa sa'yo. Ah, Pastor Tom, hindi naman siguro yung ganun dahil hindi naman nangangailangan niya, hindi na kailangan bigyan, hindi na kailangan tulungan, hindi na kailangan i-bless. Well, let me tell you, I mean, sa kanyang desire, he was already a blessing, his family was already a blessing to many people na mas mababa ang income, mas mababa ang katayuan, I mean, economically, I mean, had already been helping. But the desire to help those, yung nakikita at nakikilala niya mga tao, na halos walang pangangailangan. So, dahil ito started with the desire, it came to a point na talagang ginawa niya. He called these people, tinawag niya ang mga taong ito, na Kumbaga, mas maayos pa ang katayuan sa buhay kaysa kanya. At sinagot niya, hindi sinabi kung ilang, ilang katao ito, pero sa palagay ko yung medyo malaki-laking grupo. Sinagot niya ang dinner ng grupo ng mga taong ito. And it was not, hindi po mumurahin, hindi po fast food. Ang nabanggit dito sa testimony ay, Pinakain niya, binayaran niya ang dinner sa isang high-end na steakhouse. So most likely, kung high-end na steakhouse, ibig sabihin, ang isang steak dito, malamang ay nagkakahalaga, ang pinakamura ay nagkakahalaga ng $20. Well, that is kung maybe 10 years ago. Siguro ngayon, nasa $50. So, Imagine kung ilan sila katao. At ang trinitrit mo ay mas blessed pa kaysa sa'yo. Pero ginawa mo ito dahil gusto mong So nung matapos ang kanilang kainan, walang alam yung kanyang mga pinakain, pati ang kanyang asawa, Walang kaalam-alam kung ano nangyayari, pero ang sabi niya, mauna na kayo sa sasakyan. So, naiwan siya. Naiwan siya sa, doon sa table. Dahil kukuhanin niya ang bill. 
nung makita niya ang bill, dahil sigurado na siya na babayaran niya sa credit card. Pero nung makita niya ang bill, nakita niya na sagad na ang kanyang credit card, wala na siyang pwedeng ibayad. Siya na lamang mag-isa doon na iwan. Ang kanyang asawa na una na sasakyan, ang mga pinakain, tuwang-tuwa na. <laughs> I mean, makapag-dinner ka ng five, I mean, $50. Hindi niya alam kung anong kanyang gawin. Siguro inisip niya, nako, napakarami itong mga plato na hugasan niya. Kinakabahan. But because he was already a giver to the others ng mga, ng mga may hirap, mas nangangailangan kaysa kanya, hindi siya binigo ng painoon. Bigla lamang mayroong isang taong pumasok sa restaurant. Hindi siya kilala, pero siya ang hinahanap. Nung magtagpo ang kailang mga mata, sabi ng mamang pumasok, dumadaan ako sa restaurant ito, at habang ako'y parating sa kanto, sinabihan ako ng Panginoon, lumiko ka. Lumiko ka, mag-U-turn ka, at pumasok ka sa restaurant. Merong isang mama doon nag-aantay sa iyo. At nung magkita sila sa loob ng restaurant, nagtagpo ang kailang mga mata, kuninto niya kung anong instruction ng Panginoon sa kanya. Itong sabi ng Panginoon sa kanya, ako ang magbabayad ng inyong bill. Amin sabi ko, sana all. I mean, how, how would you like to be blessed like that? That a stranger come to you and said, Everything is taken care of. Now, if God can take care a one single meal, do you think that God cannot take care of your entire life? I mean, that's how good God is. Now, you can be blessed that way. But if you have not developed an attitude towards perfection concerning Christian living, that might be the last testimony you're going to have. Baka yun ang panghuling testimony mo. Dahil, isipin mo, ah, mayroon pala talaga nagbabayad. So, mangingimbita ka na, mangingimbita. Samantalang, it's no longer out of a desire to bless people. It's out of a desire to prove. It tests God. O di kaya, It could be desire to be known by your peers para ikaw ay makilala ng mga kasamahan mo ng iyong colleagues na ikaw ay giver, ikaw ay generous, but then again, the Lord, I mean, the Lord cannot be mock. Hindi mo maluluko ang Diyos. God knows if you are doing it from your heart or God knows if you are doing it para ikaw makuha mong attention ng ibang tao. And so, we... The Lord does not just us want, He just does, He just don't want us to be blessed today and then not blessed. Hindi po tayo one day millionaire and then 30 days a pauper. God wants to bless us every single day. But the only thing that can help you to live a life of blessing that way is when you are growing into perfection. Not only that you came to discover the basic but you continuously 
intensified the basic. You never forget. Hindi mo nakakalimutan where you have started. Maaaring ikaw ay tuwing nagkikwento, ay pandinig ng iba, ay para kang sirang plaka. I mean, maaaring sira kang plaka sa iba, pero kung mayroon namang bagong tao, first time nakarinig sa'yo, they might need to hear it because they are in the point ng kanilang buhay that needed a breakthrough. Do I have to tell you again of where, where I have begun? When I had nothing and I said nothing but there was actually something, but really there was nothing in my pocket. I didn't have any wallet. I didn't have anything that I should give. But then the Lord said, Ibigay mo yung isang kaprasong dahon ng tanim na yun. Now, of course, magmula noon, binigay ko yun, hindi ko na po inulit na magbigay ng dahon. Dahil alam mo, ipasot tong, kung hindi po, hindi ka na po nagbibigay ng dahon, ibig sabihin, mali ang Biblia dahil ang sabi ng Biblia, kung ano ang yung tinatanim, yun din ang yung aanihin. We would always say, dahil nagbigay ka at nagtanim ka ng pera, pera palagi ang babalik sa'yo. How many of you know, you might not be aware that even if you have sown money, how many of you know, what comes back to you is actually much more than money? Because ang mas mahalagang mga bagay ay hindi po kayang bayaran ng pera. Ipa, kasi Pastor Tom, nasabi kasi ng Biblia, whatever you sow is what you are going to reap. But how many of you know that God can bless you much more than money? Eh, Pastor Tom, ganun po ako ka-bless. Dahil kung ako naman ay kailangan itakbo sa ospital, hindi ko naman kailangan mangutang. Well, what about kung sabihin mo, ganun ako ka-bless na hindi ako kailanman itinakbo sa ospital? Now, I'm not saying na mali, pangit na ikaw itinakbo sa ospital. But what about your testimony is you have never been hospitalized. Magmula na ikaw pinanganak hanggang ngayon. You have never been. I mean, I guess and I believe that is the testimony in itself. Now, you mean to say, Pastor Tom, because I have been hospitalized, I don't have a testimony? You still have a testimony. You were able to get out of the hospital alive. Because many people today cannot get out of the hospital alive. And not only that they could not get, get out alive, they could not get out without malaking halaga ng pera na dapat bayaran. Nung una, pag nagpa-hospital ka, I mean, malaki niya yung 20,000. After three days of being confined. Ngayon, I mean, maliit na yung 200,000. So, which one would you rather believe? Which one will... I mean, you decide what kind of testimony you're going to have. Heaven will not decide for you. And you cannot live by chance. You have to know exactly what is God's desire for your life. I mean, I believe that if God will bless me financially... I won't use my finances for my hospitalization. I will not use my finances for my burial. I will use it for the expansion of God's kingdom. 
Although I know you will have to spend something. I mean, ngayon, mahal. Hindi lamang mahal magkasakit, kundi mahal pang mamatay. Kahit kung ikaw ay, sabi nga nila, kahit kung ikaw ay i-cremate, I mean, sisingilin ka pa rin ng krematorium. Hindi na ganun kadali. Pero kung, if you can believe God na He can bless you with everything that you need, and that is what, yun ang decision mo, I mean, you don't have to wait until everything will manifest. Because ang pundasyon mo ay salita ng Panginoon. At sa salita ng Panginoon, ikaw ay may pananampalataya. Alam mo ba kung anong, anong simpleng definition ng faith? Even though the Bible gives us a simple definition, I mean, now faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things we do not see. Alam mo ba kung, kung sisimplihin pa natin, mayroon pang ikakasimple sa definition ng faith? Faith means believing. Ikaw ay naniniwala at hindi mo kailangan ng physical, natural evidence. I don't need to see the money in my hand in order for me to believe that I am financially blessed. I don't need to feel in my body that I'm well in order for me to believe that I'm healthy. I only have to hold on to the Word of God which says, His, He will restore my healing and my health. I only have to hold on to the Word of God that says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I don't need the proof. I don't need an evidence. The faith itself is the proof. Now, I cannot do that towards the world. I cannot go out into the world and say, No, you are blessed financially because talagang they would seek. Titingnan nila ang kalang libro. Titingnan nila ang kalang account. Titingnan nila ang kalang bulsa. Pero hindi naman pwedeng pakailaman mo yung ibang tao dahil mayroon kang pananapalataya at sila wala at ilalagay mo sila sa yung sapatos. And that's why mayroong tinatawag na signs, wonders, and miracles because that is what God uses so that the unbelievers will be convinced that there is a God. Do you still need an evidence? I don't need. The Word of God, the Bible is enough. The promises of God is enough for me. I know God not to be a liar. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. If he had said it, he'll make it good. He'll fulfill it. He'll make it happen. Hey, Pastor Tom, what about he said something, but what he said actually was not for you. He said it for somebody else in the Bible. Well, all scriptures are inspired by God. Not just some of the scriptures are inspired by God. So if God can bless someone, how many of you know na ang blessing ni Lord ay hindi po tumitingin sa uras? Hindi po tumitingin sa panahon? Hindi po tumitingin sa estado ng mga tao? Hindi po tumitingin sa katayuan ng ekonomiya ng isang bansa? I mean, God doesn't care if the economy of the nation is bagsak, God doesn't care kung ikaw ay pinanganak magmula sa mahirap na pamilya. 
He is not going to use it as the basis on why He is going to bless you. He is going to bless you because He wants to bless you. But we have to meet God where He is. Nasasabi natin, I want to be blessed the same way God wants to bless me. And so if you say, I want to be blessed the same way God wants to bless me, that means it's not, it's not going to be a one-time event. It's not a one-day being blessed and then some other days wondering if you are still going to be blessed. It's going to, it's going to be being blessed the rest of your life. Na hindi ka na kailangan pang bumalik. You don't have to go back to being broke. You don't have to go back to being poor. You don't, you don't have to go back to being sick. You don't have to go back to being confused. You, go, you don't have to go back to being sad. None of that will have any place in your life ever again. Why? Because it's a journey that you want to take. Ito'y biyahe, ito'y paglalakbay na hindi urong sulong, hindi atras abante, kundi usad, 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 at usad. So, sa pag-aaral natin sa mga elementary principles na ito, I mean, I think we will be done next Sunday because the fifth one is what we're going to talk about today. So after we talked about this, I pray that we would all move into perfection. We will move towards the direction wherein ang buhay natin is no longer the same. Now, I'm not talking about finances. Because whether you like it or not, your finances is subject to change. But we also have to understand that you also are subject to change. Change can happen without you being aware of it taking place. But every change sa bawat pagbabago sa ating buhay na nangyayari na hindi ka aware, most likely ang pagbabagong ito ay kasamaan. Pagbabago sa kasamaan. Because yung pagbabago para sa kabutihan ay kailangan ng conscious quality decision. Yung buo ang yung loob if I am this way, I mean, I'm already, I've been married for how many years and then nagtatantrum pa rin ako over my relationship with my spouse. That has to change. Pastor Tom, are you talking to me? I'm not, I'm not I should never look at anyone. Kung palagi mo pa rin dinadampot ang kahit anong bagay pagkatapos binabasag mo tuwing kayo'y nagdidiskusyon ng asawa mo at tatlongpung taon na kayong mag-asawa, that is something that has to change. And your spouse should never accept you the way you are. Because God made you to change. He created you for change. He does not just want to change our financial status. He wants to change us. He wants to change us in such a way that we become conformed to the very image of His own Son. 
that when people look at you in the eye, pagka ang mga tao ay tumingin sa iyo mata sa mata, they would almost see Jesus in you. That whenever you speak, they could hear beyond your voice. They would hear the voice of the Spirit. Oh, impossible yan mangyari sa akin, Pastor Tom. Well, it is according to what you believe. Kung ikaw ay naniniwala ng buhay mo, ganun pa rin, bugnutin ka. In fact, na, humupa ang pag-atake ng pagiging bugnutin mo before your wedding. I mean, bago ang kasal, umatake yung pagiging bugnutin mo at dahil babasbasan na kayo sa kasal, humupa ka muna, medyo kumalma ka muna, pero right after naman ng kasal, sumumpong na naman yung pagiging bugnutin mo and you've been married for 20 years at ganun ka pa rin, there's something wrong with you. At hindi mo pwedeng, Pastor Tom, naunawaan ko na lang din kasi ang asawa ko eh. Hindi ka martir. Ang asawa mo ay kailangan din magbago. Katulad na ikaw ay kailangan magbago. Bakit kailangan natin pag-usapan dapat sa biyernes na to? Dahil mayroong mga bata na nandito. Well, para mahandang mga bata. Bago pa sila mag-asawa, natanggal na kailang pagiging bugnutin. Di ba, Pabs? Amen! So, it's not just... It, it's not just the doctrine itself. Kasi ano ba, na, ano ba naman kung kabisado mo yung doktrina mo pero ang buhay mo ay hindi ayon sa doktrina na iyong pinaniniwalaan. He mentioned about, the first one that he mentioned is repentance from dead works. I don't want to go back. Napag-usapan na po natin yan. And he also wants for us to learn and know that after we have repented from dead works, we go on to faith toward God. And then from faith toward God, we move on to the doctrine of baptisms. And then laying on of hands. And let's go to number five, which is the resurrection of the dead. Alam niyo po, ang prinsipyong ito ay napakahalaga na ating nauunawaan at naiintindihan. Dahil marami po akong naririnig na kahit mga Kristiyano ay takot pa rin mamatay. Na kung naiintindihan mo ang prinsipyo ng pagbuhay ng mga patay, hindi mo katatakutan ang kamatayan. Well, Palagi ko pong sinasabi, ang tao ay hindi naman talaga takot na mamatay. Dahil kung tutusin ang kamatayan ay dumarating kahit kanino man. Ang ikinatatakot ng tao, kristyano man o hindi, ay ang kawalan ng kasiguruhan kung saan siya pupunta pagkatapos ng kanyang pagkamatay. Hindi po maganda para sa kristyano dahil ang bawat kristyano ay dapat nakakaalam na pagkatapos ng kalang pagkamatay ay Langit ang kalang pupuntahan. Hihiwalay ang kalang spirito 
at babalik sa Diyos. Pero pagdating ng resurrection, ang kanyang katawan ay papalitan ng makalupang katawan ng lupa, I mean, katawang makalangit. And then pagdating sa harap ng Panginoon, tatayo, hindi para husgahan, kundi para i-welcome. So kung alam mo ikaw bilang mananampalataya, yun ang mangyayari sa iyo. Bakit kamatayan ay katatakutan mo? Now, iba po yung nagpapakamatay. Ibang storya yung nagpapakamatay. Dahil kung ito'y sumasagi sa isipan mo, o mayroon kang kakilala na talagang ginawa nila ang kalang inisip na ito, ay maaring hindi magandang pakinggan, but any person that commits suicide or even contemplate of committing suicide is mentally sick. And the problem is, ang mental sickness ay puding dumapo kahit kanino kasama mga Kristiyano. That's why there are even pastors who even committed suicide. Nobody knows their struggle. Everybody was being pleased while they were doing all kinds of things. Not knowing that the person is going through something. I mean, kaya nga minsan, talagang kailangan burahin sa atin ang offense. Na kung mayroon mang hindi nakipagkamay sa'yo, huwag mo kagad isipin ng taong yun ay galit sa'yo dahil baka hindi mo alam, bago kayo nagtagpo ay mayroon yung mayroong kinaharap pagkatapos dadagdagan mo pa. We don't know what everybody else is going through. But even though nobody knows, you have to know that God knows. And not only that you have to know that God knows, you have to know that God also had gone through the same thing you are going through. That's why He feels what you feel. And He does not want to leave you alone. Ayaw kanyang pabayaan. So that means to say, kung hindi ka pababayaan ng Panginoon, of course, hindi naman pwedeng sabihin natin, come what may. Hindi naman, I mean, gusto ko sanang burahin ito magmula sa ating bokabularyo. Meron pa rin akong pakunti-kunting naririnig magmula sa iba sa inyo. At tuwing naririnig ko ito, talang parang nangingilabot yung balahibo ko. When you, you, when you as a Christian would always say, bahala na. I mean, yung bahala na is a sign of uncertainty. You are not uncertain with your life. You are sure. Buhay mo na sa Panginoon. Kahit anong mangyari sa mundo, the Bible says, no one can pluck you out of the hand of God. No virus, no difficulties, no trials. No one can pluck you out of the hand of God. But you know what? There might be no one that can pluck you out from the hand of God. But let me tell you this. You can jump off the hands of God. Pwede kang tumalun palayo sa kamay ng Panginoon. So it's still a choice. But you cannot let, hindi mo pwedeng sabihin, Pastor Tom, pinagdaanan ko. I mean, it's still a choice. Because Jesus, the Word of God had already said, no one can pluck me out of the hand of God. No death. No angels, no past, no failure, no mistakes, no sin shall be able to pluck me out of the hand of God. 
So if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm not going to be afraid knowing that even if I die, there shall come a day that I will rise from the dead. Alam natin, ang kamatayan ay hindi po katapusan. It's not the end. And so when somebody thinks, kung magpapakamatay, kung matatapos ang lahat, no, 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 nagkakamali ka. Na-distort na ang kaisipan mo. Your mind has become perverted. It's not the end. Death is not the end. In fact, it's just the beginning of a different kind of life. Pero kung ikaw ay kristyano, this different kind of life will be much better than the life that you used to have. Now, kung ikaw ay hindi kristyano, that life will be worse than the life you, already, you had. So, let's look at the scripture, tingnan natin, which the Bible tells us that we should be comforting one another because of this. Dapat na inaaliw natin, dapat na iniinggan nyo natin, i-encourage natin ng isa't isa, na no matter kung gaano katindi, kahirap ang pinagdadaanan, hindi nila kailangan katakutan ang kamatayan because there's a resurrection of the dead. And this is something na bawat kristyano ay dapat nakakaalam. So, let's, let's start with, let's go to John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29. John chapter 5, verse 28 to 29. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves. That's why you don't have to care which grave have you been buried. If you have been buried, nalala ko yung bago pa lamang yung born again dito sa Pilipinas, sa mga probinsya, dahil normally sa mga probinsya, mayroong cementerio, at kung mayroong cementerio, ito'y pagmamayari ng Romano-Katoliko. At pag nalaman nila na ikaw ay naborn again na, sasabihin nila, hindi kami papayag na ilibing ang inyong patay. Akala mo ang patay ay alam. Akala mo ang patay ay babangon. That's why yung ibang mga bayan ay napilitan magkaroon ng public cemetery. Na doon ay pwedeng ilibing ang kahit sino, kahit saan galing relihiyon. So, the Word of God tells us that all graves, all who are in the graves will hear His voice. I mean, ito'y darating. Jesus would never say this if this is not going to happen. Now, take note. <laughs> it says, For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear His voice. Now, this is not talking about the alive na makakarinig na kanyang busis. Ang tinutukoy dito ang ang mga namatay na sa araw na yon, sa oras na yon, ay maririg nila ang boses ng Panginoon. Eh, Pastor Tom, kung marinig nila ang boses, ibig sabihin, hindi pala sila patay. Dahil ang patay, don't hear no one, don't see no one, don't feel nothing. Well, verse 29, not only that they will hear the voice, but they will come forth. Anong ibig sabihin? They will come forth from the grave. 
Yun nga, Pastor Tommy, itong pinag-iisipan ko kasi. Kung kalooban ba ng Panginoon na i-cremate ang tao, hindi. Ang iba nagsasabi, hindi maganda yung cremate dahil yung cremation ay parehas ng mga sa India. It's actually a, a ceremony, a ceremony or I mean religious. I don't think something wrong with cremation. Other people may see something wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong. Wala akong, wala akong nakikitang mali. Dahil pag, pag, pag nabuhay ang mga patay, makikita natin that actually not everyone who were buried in the grave are the only ones that will rise. Kung titingnan mo sa Revelation verse 20, I'm getting ahead of myself but that's okay. Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 and 15. Dahil hindi po lahat, hindi po lahat ng tao ay nandoon sa libingan, nandoon sa sementeryo. Mayroon pong mga taong namatay, katulad ng mga taong namatay kasamang dunya pas. Hindi na retrieve ang kalamang katawan. So what are you going to do with it? Would they be disqualified sa resurrection of the dead? Revelation chapter 20 verse 14 and 15. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I think kailangan natin umurong, I think 12 or 13, verse 12 or 13. Yeah, verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea give up the dead. So those who will be raised from the dead will not necessarily be coming from the grave. Some people will be coming from urns and sea. And the sea give up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, and each one according to his works. Now, we're talking about everybody na, na matay. Hindi, I mean, dahil ang death kasi is equalizer. The greatest equalizer. Ang kamatayan is the greatest equalizer. Walang kinikilalang kristyano sa death. Walang kinikilalang katoliko sa death. Walang kinikilalang iglesia na kristyano sa death. Walang, walang kinikilalang mayaman, mahirap, babae, lalaki. I mean, everybody's the same. But, the resurrection of the dead will show the difference. Ang pagkabuhay muli, magmula sa mga patay. Ang siyang magpapakita ng pagkakaiba, actually, it would be an eternal difference because there will be no more, hindi na pwedeng baguhin. Because the Bible says, for those who died, na walang Kristo, they will be thrown into the lake of fire. But then for those who died in Christ, they will be with Christ. Yun ang, yun ang pagkakaiba na hindi mo na pwedeng ulitin pa.
Kaya nga, kailangan natin na mapag-aralan ang resurrection of the dead because we believe we are not the ones that will be thrown into the lake of fire. Except you want it. Maliban lang kung gusto mo. Maliban lang kung yun ang pipiliin mo. But, I am not going to be the one of those who will be thrown into the lake of fire when the resurrection of the dead comes. So, tingnan natin. Ito ang pinanghawakan natin sa resurrection of the dead. Naniniwala tayo na ang mga namatay kay Kristo ay mabubuhay na mag-uli dahil si Kristo mismo ay nabuhay na mag-uli. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans that says that Jesus became the first fruits. Siya ang kauna-unahang nabuhay magmula sa mga patay. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 23. It says, but it's one in his own order. Christ the first fruit. How did Christ became the first fruit? He was the first fruit of the ones who were raised from the dead. Siyang nauna. There was nobody else. Lazarus was not raised from the dead. The young lady was not raised from the dead. Or anybody else na parabagang binuhay ni Cristo magmula sa pagkamatay, they were not raised from the dead. They were only resuscitated resuscitated from the dead. They did not resurrect because after they were resuscitated, they died again. Jesus is the only one. The first one. And that's why the Bible says He is the first fruit. That's why we can believe that we could be the second, we could be the third, we could be the fruit, or we could be the coming, upcoming fruits when the day comes. So, ibig sabihin, naniniwala tayo na mayroong resurrection ang mga patay Dahil kung si Kristo ay hindi nabuhay, ibig sabihin, wala isa sa atin na pag tayo namatay, wala isa sa atin ay mabubuhay. At dahil sa'y nabuhay na mag-uli, kahit man kung ikaw ay mamatay, darating ang araw na mabubuhay ka rin na kapariya si Kristo. So what's the deal? Why fear about death? I don't know if some of you have already have arrived to that place. I mean, I have arrived to that place already. I fear nothing. Ipaso Tom, kasi pag namatay ka, baka gamitin ito ng mga kaaway mo, ipagtawanan yung mga naiwan mo. I mean, tumawa sila hanggat gusto nila. Pero siguraduin nila na magkikita kami dahil kung hindi, nandun sila sa kabilang lugar. Matthew chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. Matthew 22. 31 to 32. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but He is God of the living. Ang Dios natin ay hindi Dios ng mga patay. Ang Diyos natin ay Diyos ng mga buhay. Kaya nga sinabi ni Jesus sa John 11.25, I am the, the, the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall not die. Though he may die, he shall live again. So ibig sabihin, talagang mamamatay ka. 
Pero sabi ni Jesus, kahit kung ikaw ay mamatay, ikaw ay mabubuhay pa rin. God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. Now, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to, to 19. 1 Corinthians 15, 12 to 19. Now, if Christ is preached that He has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. So, kung wala tayong doktrina, kung wala tayong pinaniniwalaan na ang mga patay ay mababuhay na mag-uli, ibig sabihin, si Kristo ay hindi nabuhay. Pero malinaw na si Kristo ay nabuhay na mag-uli. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Ang aming pangangaral ay walang kwenta at ang ating pananampalataya ay walang kwenta. Yes, and if we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ whom He did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Tayo ang pinakakawawang tao na nabubuhay sa balat ng lupa kung naniniwala tayo na si Kristo na tayo ay mabubuhay na mag-uli kung si Kristo naman pala hindi nabuhay na mag-uli. Our faith means nothing. Our preaching means nothing. Our life means nothing. We're still in sin. And because we are still in sin, we should be judged. And the judgment to anybody who is a sinner is hell, the lake of fire. There's no way out. Let's go to verse 42. Down to 44. I mean 38. 38 to 30, I mean 35 to 38 and then jump to 42 to 44. But someone will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they came? Itong tanong nila, Sa anong klaseng katawan magkakaroon ang mga bubuhayin magmula sa mga patay kung ang kanilang katawan ay crinimate? Alam mo, minsan ang problema sa tao, pinuproblema niya ang hindi niya dapat problemahin. Bakit mo po problema? Eh, kasi. Anong papalitan ni Lord na katawan? Hindi mo problema yun dahil yung ibang namatay din actually were, were decomposed maliban lamang ng buto nandun pa rin. But the body that will be changed, that was sown in corruption, that will change, be changed into incorruption, it's not, just, it's not just the bones but the entire body. So, huwag mong problemahin ang Diyos. Katulad lang yan sa Sabi ng Bible, ang makasalanan pag namatay ay tatapon sa dagat-dagat ang apoy at sila'y mag... Ang kanilang mga ipin ay... Magano? Nganganit? They will be gnashing their teeth. And then somebody said, 
What about Pastor Tom? Ay, nakita po ko, nakilibing po ko. At nakita ko po na yung patay ay nawalan po ng ipin. Paano siya magganganit ng kanyang ipin doon sa kabilang boy? God will provide. He is a provider. So wag mong problemahin yung hindi mo dapat problemahin. Ipasto Tom kasi nakremate. Wag mong problemahin. God is able. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too difficult for God. Pinoproblema mo yung hindi mo dapat pinoproblema. I mean, let me tell you, if I'm going to die ahead of every one of you, I mean, burn me. Burn my body. Ipasto Tom, pag binurn ka, isipin nila nagka-virus ka. Anong pakialam ko? Tulog, patay na ako. Ang pumatay sa iyo, Pastor Tom, dahil, I mean, you were preaching pa naman, you were preaching that Christ is powerful than virus. Pagkatapos, ikikremate ka, sasabihin nila na matay. I mean, I don't care. I have preached what I needed to preach. I have lived my life the way God wants me to live my life. I mean, you can do with my body, with anything you want to do. Yung nabubuhay pa si tatay, wala yung ibang hiling sa kanyang mga anak. Pagka ako'y namatay, pagka ako'y namatay, pagka ako'y namatay, balutin nyo lang, ko, balutin nyo lang ako ng banig at itapon nyo ako sa gitna ng laut. Ano pa naman alam niya kung anong ginawa sa kanya kung patay na siya? Hindi, hindi kailangan kasi sundin natin yung hiling ng na, yung namatay. I mean, wala isa sa mga anak na sumunod sa pinagagawa ng kilang tatay. Walang naglakas ng loob. Sabi ni tatay, balutin natin siya ng banig. Wala. Tapos, hindi kasi baka, baka pag, pag hindi natin gawin ang kanyang kahilingan, baka tayo karab-karaban. Ano sa Tagalog yung karab-karaban? Baka tayo bisitahin. Baka tayo, baka... Uh, ano? Magmula nung si tatay na matay, hindi kailanman nagparandam. Kahit kung hindi sinunod ang kanyang kahilingan. Maliban lang, ayawan ko kung kay Marifin nagparamdam. Hindi kasi kahilingan. I mean, hiling niya yung nabubuhay pa siya, pero nung matapatay siya, wala na siya pakialam. Pagka ako'y namatay, ang bilhin yung kabaong, yung gold-plated ha? Anong alam ng patay na ipapasok doon kung gold-plated or plywood yung? Iprino-problema natin yung hindi naman natin dapat problemahin. You see, it says, but how someone, but someone, someone will say, how are the dead raised up? It's none of your business on how you're, you're going to be raised up. But if you are desired, kung gusto mong maang yung makasalanan, then you have to tell them. And with what body do they come? Foolish ones. <laughs> I mean, tawag ni Pablo sa kanila, mga siraulo kayo. Mga hangal kayo. Foolish one. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, do not, you do not sow that body that shall be 
but mere grain. Perhaps with or some other grain. But God gives it a body as He pleases. And to its seed, its own body. Verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. Here's, what, here's what's going to happen in the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. Itong katawan natin is subject to corruption. That's why the Apostle Paul says, Though my outward man is perishing, decaying, or being corrupted, but my inward man is being renewed day by day. Your real you is not your physical body. Ang tunay na pagkatao mo ay hindi ang katawan mo. It is decaying. It is being corrupted. One day, you would lose that body. Your body came from the dust. To the dust, it shall return. There's nothing you can do to stop it from happening. I mean, you don't cremate or you cremate, that's not going to stop it. This body is corruptible. Ibig sabihin, mawawala, masisira, maglalaho. Ngunit sa resurrection, the body that was corrupted will put on in corruption. Magpapalit ng katawan that will no longer die. Ang tawag dyan ay glorified body. So, anybody who raised from the dead as a, as a, as a believer will put on a glorified body. What is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, but there is also a spiritual body. And so what are we supposed to do? Now, this is not suggesting that you don't have to take care of your body. If in fact, you have a reason why you should live or why you should take care of your body, it's because you have a mission to do, you have an assignment to accomplish. It's not just para tumanda ka. Dahil ano ba naman ang silbi ng tumanda ka nga pero hindi mo naman naganap ang layunin ng Panginoon kung bakit ka nabubuhay? I mean, nakakaingit, nakakaingit yung mga mga dayuhan yung mga Amerikano, mga Westerners. Meron akong apat na magkakapatid na mga kaibigan. Nag-celebrate, ang cute tingnan, nag-celebrate sila ng pang 90th birthday ng kanilang nanay. At silang apat, puro mga lalaki, nagpa-picture ang nanay nila nasa gitna. You can only hope, sana all. But the woman who reaches 90 years old had fulfilled the call of God. I mean, sabi ng isang anak, I have never seen any woman in the world that is more holy than my mother. I mean, these four, these four kids, these four sons are all preachers. So they, they have seen all kinds of women all over the world. The eldest had came to the Philippines, had come to the Philippines, I mean, and still planning to come back. I mean, 90 years old. Sino yung, sino yung artista nang celebrate recently ng 90 years old? I mean, nakakaingit. Pero hindi mo naman dapat nakaingitan ang haba lang buhay kung sa buhay nila na mahaba ay hindi naman nila tinupad. 
di bali nang maiksi ang buhay, pero kung ikaw ay namuhay to the fullest, serving God. Jesus was only 33 when He died. Oh, but Pastor Tom, the Word of God says, with long life, He will satisfy me. But, listen to me. How longer it will be when we all get to heaven. If you think that that long life is just talking about makarating ng 90, if you think that long life ay makarating ng 120, siguro nag-hit-hit ka ng marijuana. Because, let me tell you this, kahit man kung ikaw ay makarating ng 120, kahit man kung makarating ng 150, hindi pa rin ito, hindi pa rin ito magiging mas mahaba kaysa buhay na mayroon ka sa kabila. Umabot ka nga ng 150 pero hit-hit ka na nga hit-hit. Hindi mo naman ipinamuhay, hindi ka naman namuhay para maglingkod sa Panginoon. Now, I know if we're going to fully serve God, I know if we're going to fully live a sanctified life, I know that if we, were fully, we will fully consecrate our life for the Master's use, I believe no matter kung anong oras ang ating kamatayan, ay hindi natin ipagkakait. Or kung kinakailangan na tayo ay mamatay dahil sa ating paniniwala, hindi natin ipagkakait. I mean, ang original ng mga disipulo ng Painon, 10 of them died. Not with natural death, 10 of them were killed, were murdered because of their faith. And they were not that old. Hindi po sila ganun katanda when they died. I mean, pumili tayo, mamamatay ka na mahabang buhay pero hindi mo ipinamuhay ang buhay na gusto ng Panginoon. Pero namatay ka nang maiksi lang ang buhay mo pero tudo naman to the fullest. I mean, like what I've said, life is a choice. I mean, even death is a choice. If life is a choice, death is a choice. Because the Bible says, He set before us life and death. Pick one. You choose which one. But God is so good, napakabuti ng Diyos, that He would always help us to make a right choice. Pero hindi niya tayo brabrasuhin, hindi niya tayo pipilitin, ipapakita niya sa atin at tutulungan niya tayo to make the right choice. Of course, Kung nasa harapan mo ay life and death, of course, ang tulong ng Painon is mapili mo o piliin mo ang buhay. Dahil pagka pinili mo ang buhay, if you're going to die, your death would be the last enemy that's going to conquer. Ang kamatayan, ang siyang panghuli mong kalaban na iyong mapapagtagumpayan and you will never see it ever again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 17. Here is what we should do if we are sure. Kung tayo ay naniniwala, pinanghawakan natin ang katuruan na ito, ang prinsipyong ito. Wala tayong ibang dapat, dapat na pinagkakabalahan kundi ang magpalakasan tayo sa isa't isa. Verse 13, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Ang tawag ni Apostol Pablo sa mga namatay na Kristiyano, natutulog. I mean, si Richie ay natutulog lang. Si Pastor Gilbert ay natutulog lang. And all the others, 
who have gone ahead of us natutulog lang. That's what, yun ang tawag ni Apostol Pablo. Eh, Pastor Tom, bakit ang tagal nilang magising? Gusto mo? Nagmamadali ka? Hayaan mo, patulogin sila ng mahimbing. Huwag mo nang gambalain. Concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. That's why we do not sorrow when somebody leaves us. When somebody leaves you, it's a time to cry. When, alam ni Jude yung kanta, when somebody leaves you, that's the time to cry. When Hit back! Alam na alam ni Brother Rene. Beatles? The unbelievers do not have hope. And so they weep, they cry, they are sorrow, I mean they are sad, they are grieving. Because they do not know where their loved ones went. Hindi nila alam. But, ang ating mahal sa buhay na nakakilala sa Panginoon, when they left us, they went to a better place. Where there's no more sorrow, where there's no more tears, where there's no sadness, there's no grieving. Walang pagdadalamhati. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. We don't need no resurrection kung dumating ang Panginoon na buhay pa tayo. At hindi tayo ang mauunang iangat ng Panginoon. The Word of God says those who died in Christ will be risen first. And those who, for those of us who are remain or alive, we will be caught up together with them. Hahabol tayo sa kanila. Hindi naman tayo magpapahuli. And we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel. Isn't this the voice that the, that the dead will hear? Binasa natin kanina sa John chapter 5, they will hear my voice. Everybody will hear His voice. Even the dead will hear His voice. With the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. So, listen to me. It's okay to die. Make sure you die in Christ. Because it's not okay. Death will not be okay if you die without Christ. Make sure. Siguraduin mo. Walang pwedeng makapagpasiguro sa'yo. Kundi ikaw mismo ay kailangan mong alamin diskubrihan na ang salita ng Panginoon. How it is to live in Christ. Ano ba? It's not just 
telling everybody you're a Christian, telling everybody you're born again, telling everybody you're a member of new life. No, it's living your life in Christ so that when you die, I mean, pagka ikaw ay namatay, mayroon pang pag-asa. Kahit, I mean, sinasabi natin na habang nabubuhay may gasa, kahit nga ang patay na matay kay Kristo ay may pag-asa. Ano ang pag-asa ng mga taong namatay kay Kristo? Sila'y mabubuhay na mag-uli. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together harpaso, rapture, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. So para saan? 